0: This is Off the Break podcast presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome to the Off the Break podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Ken, and with me today, Cody and Kyle. Hello, hello. How are we doing? <sighs> We're exhausted.
1: We we <laughs> saw a lot of movies this week, believe it or not.
0: Between the three of us, yeah, we probably went to. We probably bought at least ten. Movie tickets between yeah. the three of us. Well,
1: and taking friends. Yeah. I mean, we, we're we single-handedly reviving this industry. Just yeah. us three. If <laughs> no one
2: if no one else can do it.
1: Yeah, we're going. We're leading the
2: charge. <laughs>
0: yes. As there were no seats left in my screening of Northmen last night, I don't think it's just us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was weird because that happened to me too. We went on the same day, different show times, but I wasn't expecting too much of a crowd, so I didn't get my ticket ahead of time. And then I ended up being front row to Viking violence. <laughs> oh I mean, it's gosh. glorious, but I was just so <laughs> surprised that there were so many people that showed up. But it was great to see.
0: Yeah. No, it's nothing like watching a movie in a full auditorium watching everybody go, ooh. ooh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the same for me. Like genuine reactions. People were actually
0: engaged in the movie. It was it was nice. They, yeah. It was a good experience. A couple people in mine clapped at the end, and I hate that. Really? I, I love per- that.
2: One person tried to, and we oh, were like, it I, was intense, man. We're not doing I this. I
0: hate <laughs> clapping. Unless it's like Avengers Endgame. Like, it's some culmination of something. This is just a one-off right now. Sure. Sure. But when a movie is that good? We'll talk about it. All
2: right. All right. right. We'll, we'll get into it. it. What do we have to All start right. with?
1: Well, let's get through the easy stuff. Um, we have just some really schedule changes. Oh, remember the last week's podcast where we're like, nothing's changed?
2: there's always a and then sony
1: was like hold my beer (laughs) yeah they're listening (laughs) they're listening we know you're listening guys so they sold the man from toronto to streaming so goodbye man from toronto every time i read that title i think of man from uncle and i'm just like
2: yeah me too remember henry cavill and that that movie deserved more love. It
1: did. I enjoyed
2: it. We can forget about Army Hammer, though. but Yeah.
1: That's why I said Henry Cavill and <laughs> yeah. nobody
2: else. Okay. And no one else and problematic. Which,
1: su- which sucks because he was had that good Russian accent in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then s- the big bomb from Sony was they moved Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. From October of this year, which I thought was like really well placed, Mm -hmm. um, to June of 2023. So next year, June, like summer next year, which I get it could be a summer title, but come on, Sony, what do you got in your arsenal that you you can move out your big tentpole title?
0: After you required the trailer play on Morbius? Yeah. 14 (laughs) months before your film's release? (laughs) Yeah, that's weird.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I... I'm just gonna tell myself that it's a production thing and not a Sony. How could uh, it be a product uh, How normal? could it be a
1: production thing at this time? We've had a trailer forever. I mean, I, I what don't else know what have they on been and then they, I don't know. And
0: then they moved part two of Across the Spider Verse to nine months later, right. which <laughs> could be the quickest turnaround for a sequel. Yeah,
1: so that's that what, we've
0: had. That makes I'm, me I'm not thinking
1: it's, out, it's not. Not production issues, oh, like they have a fully done film. They have two fully done films. They were ready to go. so sure. this is a this is another. and maybe I'm let's hope it is production issues. Maybe on a small step, it could be. Maybe they have to rewrite something. maybe after they caught wind of, I don't know, some other plans or they're gonna bring back, you know, their Peter Parker. And this, you know, Tom Holland's, maybe they had to rewrite some things.
2: I don't know. Like this is an animated movie. So I think if writing is the issue, then this movie's going to be pushed back <laughs> it's, even farther. It's, yeah. it's I'm a hoping little, it's, it's just a little tweaking late. animation. <laughs> it's issue. a little
1: late. <laughs> well, they moved up Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile based off a children's book. I bet that's going to be cute. Yeah. Um, from November to that October. So that'll be they fine. They took
0: it out of the Encanto spot and put it in the Adams Family spot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it could work. It could work. I mean... I that believe it's fun. an animated movie, we need
0: too. We need kids' content whenever Any, we can get whenever it. Whenever we can get it. And then right.
1: uh, they have Devotion releasing on 10-14-22. It's going to be limited and expand out. Is that a faith-based film, I think?
0: No, I believe it's a war movie. A war movie? Just, oh. just a total guess in the dark, Cody. It, was. Is <laughs> it
1: I was wondering. Uh, no, th-
0: those would be my two guesses, yeah. war or faith-based. Get I Devotion? would say anything... That's a three like syllables ex- or more is could be a horror movie. Could be a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: So, um, moving on to booking strategy. So, thank you, Sony. We were really missing that slot in there of really schedule changes. It's getting us in a
2: groove again. Yeah. It was weird <laughs> skipping that segment. I know.
1: I was like, wait, th- something's got to happen here.
2: We're back.
1: <laughs> um. So Fantastic Beast, I don't know if it underperformed. I think it was like kind of the new normal. Like it was never going to be a huge blockbuster. It's the third film in a, I would say like a B-level franchise.
0: A dying franchise. I
1: wouldn't <laughs> say it's dying. It can be revitalized. I mean, this one, you could tell though in this Fantastic Beast that it, if this franchise ended on this one, they wrapped up all loose ends with a typo. Like you could move on from this and not feel like they le- left a cliffhanger
2: anywhere so sure. the either this will keep going or we will never see this again yes and no one will be the wiser or they nope.
0: release four and five on hbo max
2: <laughs> well straight to streaming knock on wood let's hope that doesn't happen yeah i would
1: i can't imagine any of these actors are gonna be okay with that
0: except for dan fogelman Oh, he'll yeah. It's like <laughs> sign me up. I yeah. Yeah. I don't care. i enjoy join the me. ride.
1: He is the best character in that. Yeah, in that whole series. No, he
0: has a lane. Yeah. it was just like he had a moment where people were like, "Yeah, let's sign him to do all these major mm-hmm. films." And they're like, "Oh, he can only do the one thing."
2: <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I
0: mean,
1: so it's just holding on until until it dies out. I mean, there. I'm gonna keep holding a screen for it, and because we need surprisingly now that we've gotten through most of april there's really not the bulk of films coming out so you really actually have some spaces so if stuff dies out like i'm not looking forward to anything dying off like i i was kind of plotting out this summer and anything in like a six or above you've got holes like Mm -hmm. you you potential where stuff is not going to carry as long and if it doesn't carry as long there's nothing really coming out to replace it. Like you have big title after big title after big title, but that only takes up so many screens. right? And then, and then you're like, what, there's nothing really else. So I'm hoping that more stuff pops up as we go through the summer and it's going to be a, a great summer and we're going to have some big, big titles. But uh, this year I've really noticed the the difference in the bulk of film when we're when we're plotting everything out
0: and we're t-minus 14 days from dr strange yeah it's just a wow. countdown to yeah. you know i mean
1: we have dr strange three big weeks and then you have top gun uh three big weeks and then you have uh th- two, two weeks great. two and big weeks World. and then jurassic
2: followed yep. by light year
1: and then you have yep light year well, uh, and hopefully I think I'm pretty confident light going to go. You think Lightyear? at this point, I think at this point, Lightyear,
0: year, okay. and then you have the counter programming with Elvis and Black Phone. Yep. And then minions.
1: And then you have minions, mm. which yeah. is going
0: to be a rocket ship. So <laughs> I'm so excited for that one to come out.
1: And then, uh, and then you've got uh, DC, DC Super Pets. Oh, I forgot Down Abbey was in there
2: in May, at the end of May. Yeah, I believe May
1: 20th is Down Abbey. And so, you that's like a little extra one off on there. And mm-hmm. so. Yeah, there's some good stuff, but I mean, that's there. There's some holes there. If you've got ten screens,
0: for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But the next twelve weeks, we're going to be printing money at theaters like the Treasury Department. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully.
2: So it might make up for not having the splatterings of anything else that is in blockbuster tier. I suppose.
0: Well, yeah. We've talked so many times about figuring out your, you know, deficiencies, inefficiencies. Limiting show times, finding places to utilize employees better. Mm -hmm. If you you haven't done that by now, we've been talking about it for two years. (laughs) Yeah, It's it's been that long that we're like, get ready, get ready, because it's going to be here. Well, it's back. We have a big summer. We have a big (laughs)
1: summer, but I don't get the impression that people are clamoring for super late night shows and midweek shows. And I just... I mean I feel like you really could still limit your schedule and and be okay and that's something to really look look at
0: consolidate and Mm -hmm. make your make your business as efficient as possible yeah cram all those people into as few show times as you can
1: yeah but it was still making the experience nice like you don't want to you you still want to offer extra show times because um you, it's about crowd control in your lobbies, getting people in and out, getting yep. them at the concession stand so they're not seeing an overwhelmed concession stand because everybody's going to the show at the one t- show time. I mm. mean, so there is some some balancing you have to do between having enough show times to cover the amount of people there and have that great crowd control and really utilize your timing and not overindulging the show time so that you only have a few people in each one and you're not covering labor costs to put on those shows. So it just, it takes some trial and error, but you really got to start looking at that.
2: Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense.
1: And then as far as some other booking stuff, um, yeah, like everything everywhere uh, continues to surprise in some markets. Mm-hmm. So it's a little hit or miss when you hit the expansion on it. It still has good word of mouth. It's still getting some interest in it. And we've said before, good movies that are, are new to audiences will attract audiences. It just needs to be the right fit. And that's what we're seeing with this one. Like it's doing really good. Not great everywhere.
0: And it's A24's third or fourth biggest movie of all time. Yeah. Which is exciting. Yeah, that's that is, is great news. That's really mm-hmm.
2: exciting for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, this movie has been a really good example of the importance of social media buzz, I would say, too. So
1: Yeah, that it's like the new form of uh, word of mouth.
2: Yeah, exactly. So theaters just take note when you're utilizing you know, your social media channels to really also pay attention to the conversations happening. Because with everything and everywhere, it's a good example of like a small movie that is getting the buzz that it is because of it
1: and surprisingly uh films like lost city still holding in really strong
2: oh yeah yeah a lot of these movies we've been having are good and they're just hanging around yeah there's a lot of talk
1: about how moving forward only big blockbusters marvel films are going to be in the cinema well yeah there might be the ones that make the 150 million dollars opening weekend but they're not the ones with longevity. So yeah. a good movie with a great cast that's fun, that's got, you know, good parts in it, like lost city will still continue to bring people out. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing. In fact, I, I didn't give it enough time, like enough weeks in my run in most spots. And I'm like scrambling to find screens for it. Cause I just can't come off because it's, it's just such a consistent producer. Right. It's not declining really at all. So that's been that's been really exciting and really good for Paramount. I mean, they have got
2: They had a good quarter. They
1: had Lost City, they've got Sonic that's still really holding up.
2: Scream did well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Jackass did well. And yeah. Jackass did well and they're gonna go right into Top Gun. I mean Yeah. One of the bigger blockbusters this summer. It's gonna be I mean, they're really, really doing well. they they they're having a great run. Just like Sony had mm-hmm.
2: a super great run last year, I think this first quarter is all about Paramount right now. Yeah. I mean, granted it is hard to, you know, get a hit after hit after hit. Like it all is a luck of the draw to a degree, but it goes to show that, you know, you don't have, these studios don't have to rely on big blockbusters. And if Mm -mm. they're willing to do that and focus more on some smaller titles, like these that we listed, then theaters will be able to show them the successes because it will interest people.
1: Yeah. So I always remind people like, Hey, we're still playing things like Lost City and and uh, Scream and those mm-hmm. those things that like I knew, granted they're not getting full schedules and they're not getting all the show times but they're still there and they we're still producing so they're
2: lasting the forty five day window that we now have yeah they're not getting cut off any shorter
1: no so I think it just even proves the strength of a forty five day window which is yeah. you know what we were all hoping would kind of
2: balance out to be so yeah we heard that number and we were (laughs) jumping with joy we're like really we'll take
1: it well yeah after universal (laughs)
2: comes out the door with 17 days yes that's true too oh my gosh (laughs) so but no this month has been a good example and it's been a good quarter for paramount too
1: yeah so we uh talked a lot about how many movies we saw this week Mm -hmm. um so where do you want to get into it? Let's get into everything, everywhere, all at once. You, did you see that, Kyle?
2: I did. I saw it at the start of the week.
1: Nice. And how how is it? You know, is it as good as what people are saying? I mean, is the buzz really there?
2: Yes, yes. Because it's innovative with its filmmaking. It does great with its references. It plays into this multiverse shtick at the right time, despite this movie supposedly being in creation since like 2016 before this stuff really ever came about in the oh. pop culture zeitgeist.
0: It was probably excellent timing for it because yeah. explaining a multiverse it sounds Concept. like something they would do in an A24 film and, like to a completely new audience.
2: And they did it in a fun and goofy way that it doesn't matter whether you believe the rules or not. Like That's not really the point of the movie. The point of the movie is more about Uh, a mother-daughter relationship especially on the mother's side who is um not loving the life that she has for herself she's wishing that she could have had a different life path and experience more out of it but um the movie just has good messages when it comes to the meaning of life and familial ties but also just is a lot of fun with uh great energy great laughs great action It's just really creative all around, and if you're willing to roll with it, because it lets you know how weird it's going to be very early (laughs) on, if you're willing to roll with it, then you'll have a great time. And this movie was a blast to see in theaters. Yeah. I think that's one that I'm really curious about. Yeah. I
1: was a little concerned because, I, like I said, I opened it in some places, and it was a miss. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, what have I done? Because this does look like a really interesting, fun film. And the action looked great in the trailer.
2: It's very good. Yeah. Yeah, very good, very fun. You can see what's happening, but is also not afraid not to get creative. Cam? No, no, it's it, it, and it is there not shaky cam explosions. No, Good. I wouldn't say so. No Michael Bayisms here. No, no Michael Bayisms. As much We're as I loved that. *Ambulance*, this one definitely is tears <laughs> over it.
1: Yeah. Oh. So you saw that at the beginning of the week. Mm-hmm. And then this this weekend we've got three new films coming out. We've got three, Bad Guys.
0: Three wide wide release, release films that are good.
1: That are good. We've got Bad Guys from Universal, we've got The Northman from Focus, mm-hmm. and we've got Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent from
2: Lionsgate.
0: The Unbearable Weight of Massive the Talent.
1: Unbearable Weight of Massive it's Talent. It's
0: just so many
2: words. People will get it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um I think we should start with Bad Guys. Okay. That was definitely the first film that we saw. In in this week, we took our boys to it, mm-hmm. and I th- we enjoyed it. I I think from when when I review this, I liked Sonic more. I just felt like Sonic had a like a fun energy, and I i have a problem because they are bad like they're just bad <laughs> in it. but they become good and right? they become good but, but I, they're
0: bad for the first two acts two yeah. and a half acts and oh no
1: and it, and it just Too long. It, i think it held me back a little bit from really liking it but hmm, this, okay. but the style the animation was beautiful i love sam rockwell's voice he has got just such a good like bad guy voice i just love it like that cool suave guy so, um, and our, and our boys seemed to really enjoy it. I nice. mean, they weren't as hyped up as they were after Sonic, but sure. that was a good thing <laughs> for us. Cause it was, yeah, a later.
2: They weren't running around pretending show. to be Sonic afterwards. Oh
1: yeah. No, this was much better, but Ken really enjoyed it. Actually.
0: Nice. I think this could easily be the, not the highest grossing, but the best animated film of the year. I thought this was amazing. Wow. Well done. It actually had adult storylines to where mm-hmm. you didn't see twists and turns coming all the voice acting was great i i mean just the the difference in animation alone was incredible
1: yeah they played a lot with texture in it color mm-hmm. and texture and it was but
0: even the writing like yeah you yes it definitely was are, a more mature film for yes sure. they are going to be good at the end like that's a more
1: mature film with lots of fart jokes which was funny
2: a good balance then <laughs> it <Okay>. was <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I I really enjoyed it. I think this this is the first one for me that like really was like okay, I'm like at a movie and I'm I'm prepared to be entertained.
2: This is really high praise, everyone. Yeah, I, I I've never seen Ken From praise an, an, animated 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 From an animated movie. An movie. Yeah,
0: I, I we know what minions are. We know how that's gonna work. Yeah. DC Super Pets is gonna be a snore fest.
1: It is gonna be. <laughs>
0: Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile. I can't wait for that. But this really was very well done. It won't make as much as Sonic. It won't make a quarter of what Minions makes. Right. But it is a much better film, I think.
2: And it'll still draw in the family demographic anyway. And now they have a choice between Sonic and Bad. There is nothing wrong with it. Like it will. It will continue. It's going to be be number
0: one this weekend, and you know it's probably it could have a two-week number one run. But it's still going to be nowhere close to Sonic.
1: Uh, I I would agree with that. I mm-hmm. don't think it had the enthusiasm and the energy that Sonic had. It doesn't mean it was bad. It was still really good film, really entertaining. It just didn't have that that momentum and energy. I think behind yeah, it.
2: Yeah. Plus, Sonic is more recognizable than the bad guys. I mean. Yeah, it is a despite a, being a children's
0: book, like I an think. Australian book series or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, Our
2: boys knew though there was a book series. Yeah, they were but
0: like it's, it's not- a book. Yeah, but it's not a... They
1: have no idea what it was, though. But it's
0: not, it's not it. sonic a It's not a though. known quantity. It wasn't, at one point, the most no. <laughs> sold <laughs> video game property in the United States. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: <laughs> but nothing... There wasn't anything terrible about it. Um, and we just... And we really enjoyed it. Ken especially enjoyed it, which was very, very rare to take yeah. get boys to a film like that. That's mm-hmm. great.
2: I didn't fall asleep, Kyle. Dad... Oh, guys. He this fa- praise are you hearing this this is
1: better he liked this it more than crazy. the batman i know this is so much above I, I, and beyond the batman I'm <laughs> review
2: i'm happy though i wanted ken to finally get a
0: movie he liked. <laughs> well i have a surprise for you i liked both movies i saw yesterday get, out. Yeah.
1: so ken did a double feature he went took us and we we did bad guys with the boys and then um, I took the boys home and he stayed, and him and a buddy went to the Northmen. Mm-hmm. So, and Kyle saw the Northmen
2: too. Yeah, we didn't do it at the same time, but um, the, both of our, like we said, both of our screenings, despite them being smaller, they were almost sold out, which mm-hmm. was surprising.
0: It makes me feel good about this movie though. Cause... I'm
2: shocked you had a sold out
0: yeah. early show. No, this is an it,
2: early show. Northmen
0: screening. beat Bad Guys last night 1.4 million yeah. to 1.1.
2: Wow, I don't, I don't think that'll last, but no. it might be a tight race.
0: It could be. It's entirely Surprising. possible with just the amount of enthusiasm we saw last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: um, where to start? Let's start with Kyle cuz he seems very enthusiastic about The Northmen. Kyle, what did you think about this movie?
2: It's really cool and it made <laughs> me like Vikings. <laughs> like Vikings are never anything in history that captured my attention, but for some reason With this director, he was able to just make a riveting story out of it, despite it just being a classic revenge tale that is probably you've seen before and it feels kind of predictable. But just the atmosphere of the settings and the atmosphere of um, these weird, uh, not weird, but these cultural things that are very foreign to us that we obviously don't do anymore. It's just really great incorporations of that and... Um, The acting was very very good despite you know like I said the story being predictable but that's in no way means that it's a bad thing so I just was able to end up being in the front row and I was able to get some really great action some really great shots of like Iceland and was able to just be absorbed into um, a movie that's quite different from most this year that's for certain it's not going to be for everyone like I said for everything everywhere but um, clearly it might be hitting some sort of demographic by the showing that we had because at least for me 20 minutes in I could just tell that everyone was engaged with the movie was like it, I thought for sure was it male <laughs> demographic I, it was actually a mixture I would say uh, like 50 50 male and female I think
0: so it was a Game of Thrones crowd for sure yeah that's a good way to describe
2: it yeah. A Game of Thrones crowd okay I mean, it
0: was people our age there weren't there weren't a lot of You know, I mean, up to like 45, I think, was the oldest people I saw come out. Mm -hmm.
2: 25 to 45, probably. Mm -hmm.
0: But, um, so if you can ignore themes of extreme amounts of murder, children dying, rape, and incest. Yeah. If you can get past those or compartmentalize those, this was a great film. (laughs) I would if agree. You, if you yeah. could put those away and this director I I like The Lighthouse because of how dreary and weird and creepy it is. Yeah. Like I that's why I liked his previous film. This film is him getting 75 million dollars and showing off with the camera. And it's impressive. <laughs> I mean there is a scene where the Vikings attack like a Sherwood Forest type castle. Mm-hmm. And it's one shot for seven minutes yeah. of just extreme violence. <laughs> glorious, glorious. But it just goes and goes and goes. And I'm like, it's still happening. Like I would, I it's gonna take multiple rewatchings to to figure it all out because they speak the Nordic, they speak Icelandic, they speak yeah. whatever that is, and it's impossible to understand. I still don't know half I still don't know how to correctly pronounce alexander skarsgård's character's name (laughs) hamlish you got
2: it (laughs) sure
0: hamlet i don't know i mean i assume it's like some shakespearean tale but it was just like okay that's his name he's the one with the h but he's the one with the abs got it moving on (laughs) he wasn't as ripped as he was in tarzan which, Which was interesting, shocking. Which he's is probably interesting. more bulky, though, in this one. Oh, he's way bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got an extra like 20, 30 pounds on him, but it wasn't wasn't as cut, It wasn't as shredded. It was a little disappointed, Guys, but, I don't know. It was still impressive. We're
1: to me. not even talking about the thing I want to know about the most. Okay. Volcano Wieners. Tell me
2: about them. How Cody, was it? Were I'm they in,
1: swinging around? Cody, like,
2: I'm in the front row. Yeah. It was glorious. No, it, it, they don't. Show, <laughs> they obviously don't show it swinging around, but the seat <gasps> itself.
1: Volcano wieners? I was promised volcano volcano wieners in this. Volcano butts. Okay,
0: but I was shocked with this director in the, um, I'll say the aggressive scene in Lighthouse between Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Yes, (laughs) that we didn't see volcano. I'm shocked, (laughs) shocked that we didn't see any full frontal male nudity. All the
1: reviews made it sound like we were gonna get
2: volcano wieners. The scene is awesome.
0: But you're not you're you're, you're not let seen. down if you're looking for that. I was I was surprisingly, I think they the lost movie, half their audience. <laughs> they don't get <give> my money. <laughs> but the
1: I'm not going to go see it now. I was, <laughs> I was adequate, only one reason to see that film. I would have closed my eyes the whole thing until the end.
0: I was prepared to be shocked by the amount of violence and horrified by the storylines and presented with full frontal male nudity and. This was actually, like, it seems like the studio toned him down in all the right ways. Like, it didn't make it so it was too extreme for a, a regular audience.
2: Yeah, wow. I'm, sure, I'm sure that the studio did that along with, I would think, possibly changing some of the dialogue so that way it could make a little more sense. Because a lot of it is, like nordic um
0: language and terminology so and no subtitles
2: yeah, <laughs> it, is, yeah. it is
0: nordic language with no subtitles for parts of it you're like you oh you have a general idea of what's yeah. going on i mean that's why they did it but it's like come on help me out here
2: a little bit that's probably like my one negative is that some of the scenes you could tell were kind of tweaked that they had to make it more obvious for some audiences that can't quite follow the story. Uh, Yeah. Help me. Yeah. (laughs) But it it led to like some scenes that, uh, um, the results of the scenes, I guess I would say seems a bit coincidental how Mm -hmm. like just, um, um, the situation plays out. I, I think that's the best way I can describe it. So I didn't quite like it all that much, but it probably was at least some good notes from the studio to, um, make it work for, the audience. Well, no when other. I
1: first saw this and the way it was being marketed, it looked like a wide release film. And then when you start then the reviews came in, then you start hearing about some of this stuff and you see more of the trailer, you're like, "Ooh, this looks really like art artistic upscale. I don't know if this is for all audiences again." Yes. And <laughs> so then you get so then you want to back off a little bit on it. Like, "Oh, uh-oh, I don't want to overextend myself with this film." Mm. But it sounds like you know that that there could, it really is could be for general audiences. I mean, mostly male, not female, because there's nothing in it for the ladies. But that's fine. That's fine. It doesn't have all have to be for women in there too. Hey,
0: Kyle was sitting in the front row for a reason. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, there was seats in in the back. Part. <laughs> oh. uh, I I do hope that this kind of becomes a situation where, despite its upscale artsy nature, that it could. Like it's an adult film for adults. Yeah.
0: I want to see Robert Eggers make a pirate movie, a Egyptian movie, a mm-hmm. he can make whatever revolutionary he wants war movie, a World oh, no. War II movie. <laughs> I want to see his take on all Do of this. You need a Robin
1: be- Hood movie next.
0: Robin Hood wasn't real.
1: <laughs> oh, and he has to be grounded in some reality for you.
0: Yeah. So was this. I mean, it, there wasn't anything, they had parts that you thought maybe were mystical, but then it backtracked and it wasn't, it, it was and wasn't, mm. you know, it didn't, it didn't cross that line where it's like, this is a movie with magic in it because it's, it wasn't. Right. But it hinted at it a lot in a good way. Towed the line well. Yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy
2: can make whatever he wants and I'm in, so <laughs> make a comedy. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be
0: watching. Hold All right, on. now to ruin Kyle's day.
1: Okay, then. Uh-oh. so that was Thursday's films. Yeah. Now, Friday's films. Before this podcast, Ken and I went and saw Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I could not wait. I was so excited for this film. That trailer is cut so great. It's mm-hmm. just, it just makes that film look so funny. And so I had really high expectations. I was re- actually really excited for this. Yeah. And I think it de- it delivered. I didn't deliver what I thought it was going to deliver, but it delivered.
2: Okay. For me. So um, I a was... Notch, a notch below the expectation.
1: Yeah. I think, please don't... I w- don't do what I did not have really high expectations. Because a lot of the funniest lines are in the trailer, but not in the way they're presented in the trailer, which is weird. They're cut better in the trailer than they are presented in the movie. But it still was funny, and it if, still was really fun. If you fun. go
0: in expecting Conner or The Rock or Face yeah, Off, you're not gonna you're not going to get that. This is an entirely different Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I mean,
1: like like every one of the last few films he's done, entirely completely just, different oh, genre, sure. A complete
0: change every time. But yeah, this was incredibly well written. There were no production quality issues. No like we've seen from some of the other films the
1: dialogue was so good it was funny it was so well acted Pedro Pascal for me stole the show I'm not even surprised Javier was the best character in it just so innocent so pure just
0: and Tiffany Haddish was a nice change of pace yeah I mean they're Mm, yeah I I can't stand Ike Barinholtz I want to kill him (laughs) I I forgot somebody did (laughs) I forgot he was a person I can't. I can't stand him in anything. I just I can't even look at him. I'm glad he wasn't crazy. In it was like lot, a bowl then. cut. I just want <laughs> to
2: punch his lights out. But what what about Nicolas Cage though? Like obviously he was great playing like a satirical version of himself. But does the movie do well in following along the satire or not satire? But following along in the joke.
1: Yes, but in like a really heartfelt way. Okay. Like it's it's Nicolas Cage playing Nic- a version of Nicolas Cage and it I don't know, it's really hard hard to kind of like put into words. I mean it it is all those things. It but the... it wasn't like a yuck it up funny like haha, we're breaking the fourth wall. We all we know what we're really doing. Like it still was
2: It's not try hard.
1: Yeah. It was okay. like it really was Nicolas play- cage playing the character of Nicolas Cage. Like if they based a character but completely fictional fabricated everything else around it. And I'm okay. trying to
0: find an example of because there's Hollywood actors do this from time to time where they play themselves and yeah. being John Malkovich, maybe. And I'm I'm trying to find an example like that. Or mm-hmm. Neil Patrick Harris and Harold and Kumar, like where they play themselves to oh, an extreme. Right, 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 right. I'm trying to think of anything but this was
1: like genuine in a, w- a weird way, incredibly like incredibly, was well fic- written and right.
0: genuine and grounded and
1: fictional, like totally fictional. Like there, like even though he talks about his films that he's done, like there's all these references to Con Air and Face Off and The Rock mm-hmm. and there's guarding all of Tess. guarding tests <laughs> and like all these films he's done. And there's obviously like a love and it's not in a very disrespectful or making fun of him way. Like it's a really genuine, like he's a good actor in a good movie. And these are good movies. And these are the reasons why we like them.
2: And I take the references aren't totally shoved in your face. Oh, they're shoved in your face. Oh, are they? Okay. I, I, did, I, I wasn't sure if they would like Not like
1: in a bad way though. Like it's not overt. Gotcha. It, you no, know,
0: it's, I mean, I think Kyle, you'll appreciate the writing. On I this. think you'll, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: I think you'll really like it.
0: The writing and the one-upsmanship of the overacting that you see in the trailer—that I'm yeah between him and Pedro Pascal—that I'm in. It's it's very, it's very good. You I guys, mean, got me excited. And,
1: yeah. yeah, I got and
0: three great movies this so, week. Three movies that I really enjoyed. It's so weird. So happy after it's, missing out.
1: It's like if he, if Nicholas Cage sat down and then like wrote a buddy movie. And then the movie becomes this fictional movie and then they like reference that in the movie. Like it, there's all these layers where, you know, it turns around. It's It was it was really fun. If
0: you're a fan of...
1: Not what I was expecting, but like I said, not disappointed. If you're a fan of
0: adult comedies, if you're a, yeah. fan, of Cage, if you're a fan of Nicolas Cage, if you're a fan of something different. Yes. <laughs> this I think that's is, what I that's enjoyed the, the most by,
1: uh-huh. about it. It wasn't like, there wasn't really violence in it. There wasn't any like... There's some language. There wasn't like a lot of sex stuff. There was just, it was just such funny like buddy, um, like buddy action comedy Mm, is what I would say.
0: But there was, yeah, no, this is the weekend of films that are wide releases that are not blockbusters.
2: Yes. That are
0: not the same from each other. They're very (laughs) different. None of these were going to light the world on fire. You're Mm -mm. not going to see any of these pop for a $50 million weekend. No. But the, but, not. but the quality is there. The quality is there. Oh my gosh. There. Yeah. It yeah. reminds all three you why, these.
1: why you, as an adult, you want to go to the movies. Yeah. Like, it's oh, not yeah.
0: all about in, superhero. Kyle and I were stuff. talking, like, we have enough product. I mean, back to Morbius still being on screen that you can, like, this weekend, you can go to the movies at a time and say, What do I want to watch tonight? What am I in the mood for? Yeah, because but they have of five everything. Or six. Yeah. You have, I mean, if you're, a Marvel person, you have Morbius. If you have kids, you have two options. Mm-hmm. If you're just,
1: if you want to take your girlfriends, they're still Lost what, City yeah, or comedies. Yeah. And
0: Batman's still hanging around if you want to be bored for three hours.
1: <laughs> you need a nap, not at your house.
0: <laughs> I think, I, I think if you want to sleep over. <laughs> yeah. Batman, you know, was, was Matt Reeves showing the most he could do with as as a director. And then, this was and then Northman was Robert Eggers showing this is what I can do if I have money. <laughs> Watch this! I mean, every blade of grass, every set piece was incredible. Oh, it's it's a beautiful looking movie. I mean, stone stone cottages and fences, and it was crazy to look at. Attention to detail. Yeah, it was it was
2: wild it's, to see. It's a good weekend, everybody. We're really yeah. happy about this. It yeah.
1: Still sounds like my worst movie
2: ever, though.
1: Well, <laughs> torture yes. film for me.
2: But it's well, if you did no payoff well, if, at the end. Well, if you found something
0: wrong with bad guys, you're gonna have a little bit of trouble. <laughs> I don't
2: like that they were kind of little, little, mean. Little oh boy, of, <laughs> a
0: little bit of trouble as they rip a baby from its mother's arms.
2: Yeah, no, I.
0: <laughs> and that's the second worst thing that happens to the baby that day. <laughs> oh yeah. It is a me. difficult, a difficult watch, but very good. Exactly
1: all oh. right
2: uh d- do we need to move on to the next topic what do we got
1: yeah um so there was a kind of an interesting news article talking about uh how netflix didn't come in at their subscriber targets and how they have lost some subscriptions and everybody's like oh is this the beginning of the end for netflix and i can't really yes sp- please yeah i can't really <laughs> speak to like the streaming and stuff but i think what people are hinting at is that, and what analysts are looking at is like, is this, is this the limit? Like Netflix was the behemoth. Is this now finally the ceiling of what you could obtain with that? But I think there's some differences between Netflix and some of the other streamers that unfortunately might work in their favor versus Netflix. So in my opinion, when Netflix started, it was super convenient. It was like a cheaper version of cable. You got a little bit of everything from every studio in one place and it was like a quarter of the price of cable. Yeah. And so it was like, Oh, this is a no brainer to cut cable and go, go with this. But then as Netflix started to grow, as, as it became the behemoth, it was all the other content creators, all the other studios were like, well, you're creating this off our content. So we're going to pull this back and we're going to create our own version with our content. And that left Netflix with, No content. So Netflix has been pumping so much money into original content, which is great. But Netflix isn't like a brand. It's not like Disney or Warner Brothers where they have IPs and brand. And you're like, I get a flavor of what I know with this. And I have a back catalog of stuff. Like, yeah, they're making a ton of films, but (laughs) like all their films come from like the last five years. (laughs) Like, it's not like there's a depth there on their, on their slate. And so, I think that they are a little bit in trouble because their identity was a little wrapped up in the convenience of having all those other things you loved like Office and then Disney Marvel stuff was on there. Mm-hmm. And when that started getting chipped away, you were left with Netflix originals and it just became like, to me, it looks like the DVD section at... You know, like the cheap rip-off DVD section at this at the Walmart. It just doesn't look like there's something there that I'm like, oh, I'm going to spend a lot of money
2: on. Yeah, I think viewers have, as we're coming out of the pandemic, more and more because they because they used so many of the streaming services during the pandemic. We saw a lot right. of booms in subscriber numbers from pretty much all of the streaming services. Over time, as we started to escape the pandemic and started getting to a more normal lifestyle. Uh, viewers start to realize which streaming service had what they wanted and what um, the prices were most convenient for them. Yeah. So between those two things, I think they realized, well, for the money that I'm paying for Netflix, I'm not really getting the best stuff anymore. The, the quality isn't there. I get lost in an endless sea of content, and there's nothing familiar for me to reach out and be able to watch again on there. But meanwhile, as you were saying... There's you know the Warner Bros. stuff that I'm familiar with. There's the, there's the Disney stuff that I'm familiar with. Or even streaming services like Amazon and Apple have been able to make their uh, content higher quality than even what Netflix is doing currently, I feel like.
1: I think Apple, though, and Amazon have an is- the same Netflix issue. They don't have an identity. They don't sure. have IPs. They are tech companies. That are just buying content right now. But they're not like a legacy media company like Disney has with Disney Plus or even Paramount. and Or HBO. Univer- yeah.
0: Or, I mean, you know what HBO is. And Warner's. Is.
1: You yeah. know what that is. Like they're, That has a whole brand identity that you would know the type of show you wanted to by just hearing HBO.
2: I don't think they're as wild about it as Netflix is because Netflix right. throws everything against the wall in the sticks yeah. i think apple and amazon to a point you're correct but they're at least more strategic and they're better with advertising i
1: think the only thing that
2: those two have going for it and
1: it's mostly just on amazon is that the only reason i even have prime video is not really for any of the shows i just have it for because i can always find something that i can't find anywhere else i can purchase it on that
2: plus along with uh their pricing yeah. they have it's basically a perk the streaming right. is basically just a, a perk, perk with the price yeah. on top of you know being able to shop on amazon or for apple i don't know downloading
0: music so podcasts, it's just et cetera, product, et product and bl- brand placement yeah it's it's separate you know, but the,
1: where does this leave the consumer? Like I'm gonna always keep Prime because I like shopping on Amazon. But so well, Prime like is a Because I like two day shipping. <laughs> it's not even two day yeah. anymore. But I like the convenience of being like I have a busy week. I'm gonna order what I need and then have it show up. So I still am in that Amazon shopping, but I don't have anything on netflix that i really like because all my tv shows and stuff were on hulu and Mm -hmm. hulu got too expensive that i don't even want that anymore and so we do disney plus for the kids because at least there's like a whole library of movies that i know are are good for them on there and i just and i would do warners because i like some of the stuff on there sure but i'm gonna always waffle between warners and paramount and peacock i i'm never gonna keep a steady subscription of those they're just
2: And I kind of think you're not alone in that. Yeah. I won't be shocked if there's a lot of other people that are following the same strategy. You know
1: what's going to happen in five to 10 years? There's going to be a power player that's going to come in and recreate cable. (laughs) And then the the kids are (laughs) going to be like, isn't this so great? And it's going to be what cable was. And it's going to be what Netflix started out as. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's going to be the lowest. There's a cycle denomination of
2: convenience factor for that i think we're already getting to that point i mean between all the streaming services the price that you're paying is maybe more than cable now
1: yeah oh yeah it, oh it's, it's definitely more than we're cable. already in well, that process
2: well, definitely hulu. more
0: than the introductory price for cable yeah
2: <laughs> yeah. <But Hulu laughs>
0: yeah
1: got to be a hundred dollars almost so just hulu yeah. alone um to get live tv and all the other commercial free, commercial free and all the perks was right, almost right. getting close to being like think it was like 80 bucks or Mm -hmm. something like that i mean it was just outrageous and then you put disney plus and those other ones you're well over a hundred dollars and that was kind of the price point the cable was at a month before you know and you didn't even get to bundle it with internet and all the other things you can do so i mean it's just you're, you're something's going to come in, whether it's a tech company or some other company, it's going to come in and, and create a bundle that's convenient, mm-hmm. and it's going to be the latest version of basically what
2: cable was. But So right now, based on what the results are for Netflix's first quarter, are we seeing a correlation between that and the movie theater experience for audiences? Because as we were saying, Paramount was seeing a lot of good hits with a lot of good quality movies, yeah. audiences were showing up. And you think during that time, audiences, I you know, despite this, the price, they still were able to get a much better experience than they would with Netflix. Well,
1: I think what it, what you're going to see is Paramount is going to be fine on its subscriber list. They're not going to lose subscribers because no? now they've got this, pi- this pipeline of really good content that people are waiting for to see. Mm-hmm. So by the time that screen became available and then lost city and then uh, sonic then you're going to have top gun i mean you could have availability on that streamer now six months past when these
0: but if you want to see if you want to see the new scream there's four other scream films you can watch on paramount (laughs) plus yeah
1: i mean there there's where i (laughs) think if you want to
0: see sonic 2 when it comes out of paramount plus there's sonic 1 and there's rumble and there's there's a whole line of films to go for. but
1: you don't have that with netflix I think no. that's a real problem. Netflix always shun the theater. They I mean they do cursory theatrical. They don't they don't really have a distribution department. They never do really big print plans. It's always independent locations. It's for the awards. Yeah, it's just for it's, awards. Yeah. They they have really like oh we don't need theaters. Well, Paramount is looking really really good right now because they have five titles that are going to sustain their streamer now. What do you have Netflix? You just have uh, you know the latest I don't even know what they have what is that one with
0: no idea yeah I, then, I can't even I tell, tell you something that was coming but out but all of these you know, you know legacy media companies like you said have back catalogs that go on forever
1: and granted Amazon or was it Apple just bought or Amazon just bought um, UA, and, oh,
0: oh, UA uh, MGM.
1: Amazon so they're going to have MGM's catalog and stuff but Amazon's catalog, while it was very big, didn't have like a whole lot of current IP and and stuff in it. No, it wasn't, but you don't. You, it's
0: historic, but it's not right. relevant.
1: It's it feels like it was just all the same stuff that all the streamers at one point started out with. Right,
0: but you don't connect the, those dots. No. You don't say, oh, I want to see James Bond. <laughs> Does that make me think of Amazon? No, no. Mm-mm.
1: I mean, I think of Amazon to go purchase a James Bond movie and then watch it all the time, but not stream it. Like, right. that's what I think. Like, I'm going to buy a digital
2: version of it for 20 Yeah, bucks. that's exactly, exactly.
0: Well, I'm glad Netflix for the first time got taken down a peg. Right. Yeah. Like, that makes Well, that and makes I think
1: it's a good wake up call to all the other streamers. Like, what is going to set you apart it's your theatrical now. That's mm-hmm. that creates the build up, the momentum, all of the stuff, so that you can have that direct to consumer down the road. Because really, what what you're looking at is we can't even come up with a film right now on Netflix. And I'm like, yeah, I really want to see that. Isn't there a Ryan Reynolds film?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lost. Wait, what's it called? See,
1: I mean, there's just I, n- yeah, nothing's I have coming no idea. to me. I know there's a Ryan Reynolds film, and I only want to see it because there was like he has that one great line, It's like um boys don't leave their moms behind or something of or they course. always come back for their moms <laughs> and i'm like okay maybe i'll see that Snort. one but i bet the but to, to be honest i haven't seen it because it doesn't the movie doesn't look great i know it has ryan reynolds in it but just because it puts him in it doesn't mean it's gonna be fantastic yeah
2: ex- exactly um yeah it also just gives me faith in audiences that they're kind of realizing streaming isn't everything
1: well, don't overrule how lazy audiences can be and if there's a convenience factor and an excitement co- factor that'll bring them through yeah
0: but everybody's gonna get um, real interested in theaters once we get a figure for when spider-man sells to free streaming yeah <laughs> when the new spider-man no way home sells yeah. for nine figures to a uh, Netflix, to a Hulu, to a Disney Plus, whoever it goes to, yeah, for the free streaming, it's gonna be like, oh, theaters are very important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you paid how
2: much for this billion dollars movie? movie that's
0: been available for six months, yeah, eight months, nine months. So that's gonna ignite a lot of fire for all these people that like subscription services or where it's at. And it's like, if it makes money in theaters, <laughs> then. <laughs> There's an opportunity.
1: I'm just so inundated with a subscription. And it's not just in media right now, but it's in technology, everything. you It's like you can't even purchase a thing anymore without it being a subscription. Yeah. Like software, all of that. Oh,
0: heated seats I in mean, a Hyundai. Yeah,
1: your features in your car that you paid for are Grocery not a... Grocery
2: stores yeah. probably have some sort of subscription package for deals and yeah. memberships I mean, it's just, of that kind.
1: It's just getting as a consumer overwhelming to the point where you're like, I just want to take my money and buy a thing and have that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like you get that with the theater. You went, you paid money, you got an experience and you left with that experience. Yeah. It's just so much more tangible. Totally. Plus it's like a real building that in town that you see supported. Like there, I don't want to like, Oh, overlook the community aspect of theaters which is really nice like i go to that building and i know mm-hmm. the people there and i support it like a there's small business there's something that's really nice about that still yeah. even though i hate hate our theater
0: here well that's not small business I wait, so it's I, okay
1: i wait for a, a theater in shining armor to come rescue me one day <laughs> one day
0: <laughs> <laughs> speaking of a knight in shining armor yes yes we got a thor trailer this week <sighs> yeah the first one thor love and thunder which they called a teaser even though it was 3 minutes long. It was pretty <laughs> short I thought. Uh, no. I felt like it flew by. I feel like
1: it went on and on. And <laughs> oh, on. did it? <laughs> oh yes. gosh. I was
0: Oh my goodness. Okay.
1: Okay, wait. How did you guys like it?
2: I think it's replicating exactly what everyone loved about Thor Ragnarok, which isn't a bad thing because you know, familiar familiarity does come into play when it comes to what audiences are seeking out these days and as long as the story is still good and uh, on the production level, it looks excellent, then it's going to hook people in. And I think between that and the Marvel brand, it was a very good teaser. It didn't tell you too much yet, but I'm sure for general audiences, they're seeing Natalie Portman in a Thor costume. And they're going, what? CGI what? muscles.
1: Maybe. Those arms are fake. You (laughs) think those are fake? She is a twig. She's got to be like 100
2: pounds. Eh, There's trainers. She could bulk up. You never know. No, that is all fake.
1: Eh.
0: (laughs) She comes up to his belly button. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I did love seeing Fat Thor come back, though. In
0: a training montage?
2: Dad bod Thor. I'm like, oh, there he is. On the chains doing the ropes? Yeah. (laughs) Awesome.
0: I know everyone in this room has reservations about Thor Ragnarok.
1: <laughs> I I not like it, but that's okay.
0: I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. So Kyle's good on it. Yeah. Half. And half. This is the best parts of that. Like Kyle said, yeah. all over again. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's Taika Waititi's sequel to his first Thor movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, even though it's the fourth one, this yeah. is, nope, this is perfect. This is going to be great. And this could be. I said last week that they're not going to be able to escape the multiverse thing, and they might be able to escape it with this. <laughs> This oh this may be yeah like a
1: well I think that's where you get Thor Nat, you know
0: maybe
2: Thor Jane is maybe. a multiverse maybe but it's worse. not as likely
0: yeah. yeah but maybe this is just a good guy versus a bad guy movie
2: and then Natalie Portman is CGI'd in there yeah yeah
0: <laughs> I don't I mean yeah I'd take or leave her but <laughs> I think this could be you know a real Thor by itself may be able to hold up as a franchise outside of the marvel like their their exact universe it may be able to sustain on its own it could be another uh
2: trilogy on its own now with taika in control of it yeah exactly i could see that no i
1: think it'll be it'll be really good you know you'll have dr strange into um lightyear into thor i mean there's disney's gonna have a great run this summer they're they're really gonna own they're gonna have a full couple screens this summer that are just dedicated just to them.
2: Yeah, it'll make up for the first quarter of <laughs> nothing, nothing. But literally, I'm actually death kind of on the Nile.
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm actually kind of excited. I know it's not their title, but for for Bob's Burgers, I'm feeling that more now. I just need it. They really need to be having a trailer out there. They they really should be marketing it, and they're not. I feel like they're missing. A big opportunity right now. Like, it's just
2: hard to place a trailer somewhere. I mean unless if. But you it's wanna...
1: an animated PG-13 title. You could put that trailer on anything. It could you be know, on the yeah. kids. And it could be on an adult's. Like it really is super playable. And so I'm a little concerned yeah. about Bob's Burgers. I feel like this is the ugly stepchild Fox title. That they're not going to promote. that And they're not going to do anything with. And you know you're going to get some trailers on Doctor Strange. But it's it's. Not gonna be Bob's burgers.
0: It's not the same audience, but I am hopeful that at Cinemacon next week that they're gonna screen it and build up some excitement for it.
1: That would be nice. That would mm-hmm. be really nice. Hmm. That would be cool. By the way, Ken and I are going to Cinemacon next week. I, I would nice. hope they
0: do this, but uh, that but they're not gonna do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well they do usually screen something
2: there. And so
0: probably Thor Lightyear if i had to go oh, no it's no. gonna be doctor strange it'll
2: probably be, doctor, it'll be strange. doctor strange it has yeah.
0: to be it's too it's, it's too soon, soon. enough it's close enough that they can... i just wondered if they've...
1: they've done that before where they've oh, used it they... as like a way to trade screen
0: i mean they did it with you with um shang chi was it last year yeah
2: yeah but uh um, still
0: relatively close
2: it was relatively close i just figured with doctor strange they'd be worried about no nope. spoilers <laughs> not but not with those old... i guess not with this crowd not no. with
1: theater owners. We know no. how to keep a good secret.
2: Yeah,
1: we're not going to get on the twitters. <laughs> Tell everybody. Give them the scoop. Give them a reason not to come to the theater. Okay. Here's the post-credit yeah, yeah. post scene. You guys aren't going to believe it. Yeah, there's Let's five discuss. Doctor Stranges. <laughs> yeah not theater owners but No, i suppose you're right. if they want to be really careful then a bob's burgers would be really you know a good one to, well, because to bring
0: because bob's burgers was technically free to them yeah. in the purchase it's not why? like they paid individually yeah. Yeah. why can't they why wouldn't you promote that why do one? we
1: not have a trailer right now like it just we blows my mind there's a trailer i mean yeah but it's but not it's, showing it's not showing anywhere yeah. so they haven't got like regal didn't show the trailer at all on
2: it i've seen so many trailers for or i've seen elva's trailer so many times and
0: nothing for bob's
1: burgers i know they're
2: different companies but like
1: yeah like so what
0: what's going on there spider verse trailer which is 14 months away (laughs) we
1: still had a spider verse trailer after sony announced they moved it (laughs) like come on regal time to update the trailers like that that's not that hard to reprogram you could have easily slipped into bob's burgers which you know you're getting
2: bad management (laughs)
1: <laughs> so bad just no no thought or i don't know
0: curation we, we appreciate at all all of you out there that are listening that curate your trailers yeah oh yeah <laughs> you guys are the real ones
1: that actually look ahead and be like "Hmm, what am i getting let's that actually play and think yeah that, let's play these you the Common real sense. mvp <laughs> no kidding gosh
2: <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. So thank you, everyone, for listening to the Off the Break podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms and be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.
0: Kyle oh. might have to chop this bad boy
2: Kyle. up into two parts. Yeah. <laughs> we forgot the biggest news. Oh,
1: the biggest news. We, we can't end this podcast yet. No, it's well, over. Well, no. t- t- tell us what this big news is. Screen Insider is launching Wednesday. April
2: 27th. Ooh. Why was I not told about this? No. <laughs> Sorry I know why. Keeping you in the dark. I, I know we'll why I wasn't told
0: about this. Yeah. Spoiler alert.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Ken's got a big mouth.
2: Yeah, he would have spilled it to everyone.
1: He would have. So, yes, we have our official launch date. It'll be next week. We'll Ken and I will be in CinemaCon, and next week we'll be talking all about the new Screen Insider platform.
2: Yeah. Uh, we're really excited for this thing to be launching, and we hope um, everyone likes what they see, and
0: we're really excited to talk to you more about it, more give you in more d- insight. Yeah, and more in detail next Cinemacon week. And if you're at CinemaCon and would like a free trial, Cody's got some promo cards on there. I do.
1: Find me. I have <laughs> promo cards
2: for free trials. You know what she sounds like. You'll find her.
1: Yeah. I know you can't see what I look like, but I have blonde hair, and I'm short, (laughs) and I'm the one with a silver screen inside her free promo cards.
0: (laughs) She has a neck tattoo of a peacock, (laughs) and she'll be wearing 12-inch heels. Oh, my gosh. I will
1: break my ankle. (laughs) None of that is is me at all.
0: (laughs) No, it's a tiger on her neck. That's right. (laughs) And on that note, goodbye, everyone. So
1: we'll be back next Friday. We'll talk Screen Insider. Be super excited. It's coming Wednesday, April 27th. I love it. New look, new feel, new platform, all amazing new features. It's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, it'll be great. Okay. Three wide releases this weekend. It's time to have fun at the movies. Yes. Oh, yeah. Big grosses. Have a good weekend. Bye.